Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away today, but we're joined by political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. As we look back over 2021 and the year in California politics, the Golden State has experienced highs and lows throughout a year defined by COVID, only the second ever gubernatorial recall election, and a battle of the lines for next year's political races. While there is a pause in campaigns and elections for the moment, still a lot happening below the surface throughout the state. Some of this year's developments are setting the stage for trends and storylines headed into 2022. California right now in a place of momentous change. Professor McEwen, what changes are we seeing right now that are setting us up for next year? Well, good afternoon, Megan. As we look at what's happening for next year, there's several different things kind of under the surface, right? You have changes in demographics. You have this change in emerging electorate versus those habitual voters. The district lines are changing. Term limits hitting the legislature, and that builds. But really what's happening up and down the ballot, what's happening from the city level to the counties to the state, all of that affects what happens next year. And today's guests can kind of give us that broader picture of the forest and the trees for what's happening up and down the ballot so it should be an interesting conversation taking in light what's happened this year and what things look like for next year for our state's politics. Let's bring in that guest. We're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Rob Karinke. He's part of the firm Grassroots Lab. Thank you for joining us. So you say that a political earthquake has happened in the Golden State and that no one knows about it. What's happened in city politics in California? Yeah, thanks for having me, and, and happy Friday, everyone. It's actually been a, a remarkable time in local government, um, particularly over the last five years, where we had seen what was historically a pretty conservative group of individuals statewide that served on local city councils and so forth um, change pretty dramatically. And uh, we saw the percentage of Democrats holding local offices in California. We, of course, know we've been a blue state um, at the top of the ticket for some time. Um, but on your local suburban city councils um, in local government has just gotten a, a, an awful lot bluer to the tune of um, you know, roughly a 10-point swing. Um, that's hundreds of local offices that now sit in the hands of um, you know, more progressive, um, certainly more left-of-center individuals. And it's changed a lot of this sort of ground floor foundational politics in our state in, I think, a pretty dramatic way uh, that plays into some of these larger dynamics we're seeing. Bob, thank you for joining us today. And given the rapid demographic shifts, these changes that you talk about at the local level, will that lead to more women holding office, or do we see more underrepresented groups likely joining the, the ranks of uh, elected officials as well? It, it already has. Um, Ten years ago, um, there was uh, something that was kind of called the 30 percent the ceiling for women in elected office in California. It was roughly the number of women sitting in the state legislature, 
Um, he was also the number of women sitting in local government. What we have seen is um, women, um, perhaps more than any other uh, group, gain dramatically over the last decade. Um, they're not quite at parity in municipal offices and certainly not in the legislature, uh, but they have uh, also gained hundreds of seats across the state. Um, women actually uh, constitute 50% of the school board members in California, not widely known, uh, but a couple of years ago cracked that. That really does lay the groundwork for women to be much more successful in higher levels of office, um, state legislature, Congress, and so on. And uh, you mentioned also um, historically underrepresented groups, um, Latinos especially, have uh, grown a lot in the ranks in local government. Some of that has been drifted by um, cities changing to district-level elections. Another, you know, kind of big change, particularly in Southern California, is cities have given up largely on these off-cycle elections. There's still a smattering of them, these, you know, sort of odd-year um, elections that have very low turnout. Most cities, uh, compelled by state law, have uh, merged with traditional elections. That's uh, elevated turnout, and it sort of made local government reflect a little bit more the, the state government trends. I want to talk about why the the lower offices, if you will call them that, have be have gone um, more liberal. Is this about uh, the former president? Is what's happening with the GOP? Is this about the politicizing of those those roles? Why did we head that direction? Yeah, you know, I I do think it's difficult to separate out. I tr- I've been tracking these numbers for over a decade, for about twelve years. And, you know, it was always you know, real nip-tuck. It was, you know, uh, Republicans had kind of a marginal one- or two-point advantage for many years, and then 2016 it starts to diverge. And so it's difficult to separate this out from the Trump era. I think it is as much a sort of political awakening. Um, if, you, if you can kind of recall those months of late 2016, early 2017, a lot of the prescription for folks that wanted to be part of the, the resistance, so-called, was to act locally and to get involved locally. So there's a bit of a political awakening around that. I also think that it, um, it sprang up a lot of political infrastructure to support folks, and particularly um, Democratic women. Um, Latinos and, and others that are uh, traditionally part of the Democratic coalition, um, there's a lot of groups that have kind of sprung up to support those folks financially and with trainings and and so forth. But, you know, I think there's the political side of it. If, I think also, though, if you think about the issues that have really animated California politics over the last few years, um, social justice kinds of issues, environmental kind of issues, those are issues that are really kind of in the wheelhouse of um, democratic, aspiring Democratic politicians. Whereas historically, a lot of what animated people to run for city council was, you know, um, zoning kinds of issues, very kind of arcane. But we had this convergence. Homelessness is another, you know, incredibly salient issue at the local level. A lot of people getting involved in municipal politics because of these big issues that are important in Sacramento as well, but translating into local issues. And it's created a really interesting dynamic. And we don't have much time left, but I want to talk about, in about 30 seconds, if possible, the redistricting. Uh, how is that going to affect what's going forward? Well, I think um, there's two things. That, oh, almost a third of the legislature is going to term out in 2024, and then there's a limited number of those folks terming out now. Redistricting is happening at the same time. So at the same time, you have a lot, you know, large majority of the governing class of California, um, you know, no longer eligible to run for office. The, the district lines are changing, and there are, um, you know, a, a small number of, of kind of contentious redrawings, you know, both at the state and federal level, but also at um, the local level within your counties. 
And, you know, how does that change it? Well, it, it creates musical chairs, and there's some folks that are left without a seat. Um, but it also creates a lot of new opportunities, and that's why I always emphasize the dynamics at the local level, because that changes who is eligible and ready to run at higher levels of office when these doors do open, and those doors are about to swing open with new lines and, and vacant seats. Thank you so much. That is our guest, Rob Karinke in the firm Grassroots Lab. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m., also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 